All right. So before we get into the podcast, I just want to drop on two quick ads and pay the bills. My name is Chio Dogu. I run a digital marketing agency based right here in the GTA. We do everything from helping clients launch podcasts, getting entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and speakers booked on podcasts as celebrity guests, creating lead generation campaigns for local businesses using Facebook ads, Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads, and YouTube ads. We also create landing pages and online funnels to help local businesses, entrepreneurs, and big businesses turn clicks into customers. If you're struggling to generate leads and grow your business, hit me up at info at odogwu.com or you can get on my website at www.odogwu.com. That's www.odogwu.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you're thinking. And with that said, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the GTA Business Titans podcast. My awesome guest today is Linda Martin. Linda is a high-performance business growth consultant who has helped several Fortune 500 companies achieve transformational growth through her, her various programs. She's been nominated by RBC, that's the Royal Bank of Canada, as the Canadian Female Entrepreneur for 2018, a nomination she's also received in 2016. In addition to that, she was nominated by Star Women Award in 2015. She's been an MBA professor at Wilfrid Laurier University in 2012. She has a successful track record of delivering transformational results. She's a trusted advisor. She has a reputation for being a strategic, action-oriented team builder who is highly endorsed and highly sought after by clients around the world. She's an exceptional communicator. So some of the results she's achieved for her clients include she built the Sky Health Pharmacy Medical Center in Pearson International Airport. She created and launched the fastest selling branded flatbread in the United States. She won the top performing global team award in the wine business a couple years ago. She's coached several high performance sales and marketing executives to excellence and I mean, the list goes on and on and on. She's a certified trainer of thinking into results from the Proctor Gallagher Institute. You guys are in for a treat today because Linda is the real deal and she's going to help you in your small business get results. So with that said, Linda, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm grateful to be with you today and uh, talk to your audience about results. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Linda. All right, Linda. So I read off your lengthy bio and all your accolades. But before we get into who you are today and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your, you know, your origin story, your Wonder Woman story? How did you get from where you were, Linda, of like 12 years old to Linda that is today? Well, what a great question. Well, first of all, I'd have to say I am one of seven. So I come from a very large family and, you know, was gifted with all of uh, the exposure to my siblings. And, of course, being in a big family always makes you, yeah, a little bit uh, – competitive for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're competing for all sorts of things. Um, but um, that kind of set the seed, the seed for, wow, what do I want to do? And I was blessed with seeing what all my siblings do, what roads they go down. And at a very young age, I decided that I wanted to get into marketing mm-hmm. and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. 
And actually, you know, it's funny, I was looking through some old books in my basement, and I was involved with something called 4-H. And it's a group that, uh, gosh, has roots going back probably 50, 75 years. And every year, believe it or not, you had to write out what it is that you wanted. Hmm. And when I was in grade 10, I made a decision that I wanted to pursue a career in entrepreneurial marketing. Okay. And I, when I saw this, that I had written that down that long ago, and I honestly had forgotten it, but I looked back and I thought, wow, talking, talk about we become what we think about. Yes. Yeah, so with all these ideas that, you know, we have in our minds that we think might be just passing thoughts, some of them that you've given enough attention to um, manifest in the world. And I just thought, wow, I, you know, literally had totally forgotten that I was writing these lists out every year of what I wanted and what I wanted to become. Powerful stuff. It's like um, you, you, when you write something and you put it out there in the world, basically the world conspires to help you achieve even if you don't remember. But once you just put it down and you commit it, I think your subconscious helps you get there because it's already been given a destination and it's all about, you know, using the internal GPS to get there on our way to you. That's yeah. Interesting stuff. Beautifully, beautifully said um, that, you know, and I'm a huge believer. One thing I would tell the audience is, you know, get the pen and paper out and write things down it really helps order the mind. If there's something you want to pursue or you're experiencing something in your life that is challenging or problem, get the pen and paper out and write it down. What's going on? There's so many thoughts. Like It's well known that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. Then the question is, you know, how do you take all those, I call them ping pong balls in your mind. They're just going ping, ping, ping. And the way you do it is get the pen and paper and write down what it is you're experiencing and step back and look at it on a piece of paper, but, and then go, well, what do I really want? And mm-hmm. start that down. And you, you know, so I said, I love when you said it, you're so right. Just that process alone will increase the chance of you getting to where you want to go by 33%, yeah. just physically writing it down. Oh. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. All right, Linda, so let's get into some of the brass tacks now. So you've talked about what what you did to set you on the path to entrepreneurial marketing, but tell us a little bit more because you built your skills in the corporate world before you finally launched out. So what were some of the lessons you learned when you were a product manager in some of your early career, like take, for example, where you worked in Beckton Dickinson, and then before you now transitioned into doing what you do today? Okay, great question. Um, I think if I look back on my career, I was, first of all, always a curious cat, which is why I've worked in, gosh, 15 different industries, I've managed over 50 countries. And if I look back to my days at Beckton Dickinson, I think the thing um, I learned the most was what does the customer want? Okay. What do they want? And I really uh, kind of carved, that was really the start of me getting into marketing. And the, you know, the powers that be at the time really recognized that and 
uh, decided to take me out of a finance role, then I was moved into sales. And I was able to, to manifest my marketing dream mm. through Dickinson just by focusing on how, you know, how do we make these products better? How do we give people exactly what they want? Interesting, interesting, interesting. And you know what? I, I, I just chuckled a little bit when you said you moved from finance to marketing because I, too, myself, I trained um, undergrad and grad school in finance and to be an investment banker. I ended up in management consulting. And the whole time I was doing finance work, I kept thinking to myself, you know, I just don't want to spend the rest of my life looking at Excel spreadsheets and uh, playing with growth rates and discount rates. That There's got to be more to life and the business world. And I stumbled into marketing through online research, and I've just been doing that ever since. It helped me even launch my own business in marketing. It helped me work with um, Remax in Africa, helping them grow their business. And it's, 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 fu- it's funny how you see somebody else that is across the pond from you. We've never met up until this call, and yet we kind of have a very similar trajectory in terms of where we start out and where we end up. Mm-hmm. Totally great. And, you know, I... I do love finance because I think it gives you such a foundation, especially for business, because the goal of a business, or I should say the outcome of a business is always to make profit. Yep. If that's not achieved, you're out of business, you're out of business. So that's the goal or the, or the outcome, sorry. But the goal is really, you know, well, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to create? Mm -hmm. Um, and profit is, is, uh, just the outcome, but understanding the outcome I think is, is critical, but marketing, you know, one thing I will say about marketing is it is a creative field. Yeah. And I do know looking kind of backwards now that we operate on three different planes. One, we are a spiritual being, mm-hmm. an intellectual, uh, being, and we have, we live in a physical body. And I always think, marketing is one is one route to a creative life i have been blessed with having an opportunity to create some world-class products mm. least influence them and i when i'm going in a grocery store or in a pharmacy with my son and he sees some of my work it's just it's awesome to take that kind of spiritual um, side of myself creativity and actually see it manifest on a shelf in a grocery store Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So, so Linda, let's, let's now, this is a show that is directed to small businesses. And of course, a typical small business owner, they wear many hats in their business and sometimes they can't do it all. But you as a marketing expert, you know, you've learned so much working for big business and, and still consult with big businesses. Tell us a little bit about your work with small business. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges small businesses face in their business and how have you helped some of them overcome those challenges? Well, I would say I think the, the number one issue I see in small businesses is focus. Mm. You are spread so thin. You are wearing so many different hats. And depending on whether if you're a solopreneur, if it's just you, um, it is actually more challenging because you're not part of a team where you can get together and mastermind and share ideas. So I think being able to focus and how do we focus 
Well, it goes back to how we think. Are, can we think in a clear and concise manner? Mm. And I've worked with companies to start right at the beginning. The first step of the stairway is what do you want? What are you trying to create? And if you can get your thinking just wrapped around that, that can uh, be a massive time saver mm-hmm. to go, I know the road that I'm going down. So I'm not going, you know, on the 401, I'm going on the 427. So that alone can get me a lot quicker to where I'm going just by the fact that I've clearly articulated what is it that I want to create? What does success look like for me as a small business owner? Mm. Mm. And then in terms of marketing and growing a small business. So what are some of the best ways to implement sound marketing programs that can at least move the needle in terms of revenue and profitability in a small business? Um, The way I look at it is in in marketing is a, first of all, it's a confusing field. And I don't even know if you know this, there is now 40 subspecialties within marketing. So marketing covers a whole swath. But if I were to distill it down to two very simple concepts, marketing is, first of all, the development of the product or service. Okay. So that's one piece of it. The other piece is the communication piece. Now, most people think marketing is just communication. Um, it, it, it actually isn't. When you, when you take from the, the greats, the big Fortune 500, marketing normally um, manages, well, what the heck am I selling here? Yeah. And so if you look at it from those two sides, when I come in and, and look at a small business, I'm always looking at is what you're selling set up to meet the needs of a significant um, segment of the market. Have you bought something that enough people want? Okay. So that's the the first piece. And are you delivering what they want? Mm. And is that segment size big enough? I could create something that I think is, is wonderful, but maybe there's only, you know, a very small segment of people that want it. Right. So on the, on the product service side, you're really trying to orchestrate the product or service directly against what people want and to make sure it's, it's big enough. And then once that's done, the thing is, is how are you getting the word out? So there, and as you'd know, there's a ton of different communication channels, right? We're on one right now called podcasting. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, the whole social side. And then there's traditional advertising, then there's uh, public relations. So there's a lot of different choices within the um, communication side. And what I always tell small businesses is this, do fewer, bigger, better. And I watch people again, going back to my focus comment, you just start drowning in all these things. Pick one, one, you know, maybe it's LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm going to pick LinkedIn and you're be really good at LinkedIn and mm-hmm. start a conversation and start building it from here. But I would say absolutely the biggest problem is people are just all over the map and yeah. they really understand the channel and then they get frustrated and then they're off working on Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So I would say as a small business, pick one, get your pen out. What do you want? Which one connects most with your audience? Where is your audience? Yeah. 
So podcasts, right, is, you know, it's, it is great for a younger audience. If you're marketing to the 50 and up, probably not. It's, it's, it's less traditional. Mm-hmm. Go talk to where your target consumer is. That's the best marketing advice I can give. They're, they're out there. You just got to be at the same party that they're at. Mm. Awesome. 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 Now, Linda, I mentioned earlier in your introduction that you've performed several transformational changes for your clients in the past. So before we even get to the next phase of the podcast, you've talked about, you know, the challenges small businesses face. You've talked about how to solve their marketing problems. Now I want you to bring out a case study that you've had in the past of how a business was underperforming and then you came in there, you diagnosed the problem, you prescribed the solution, and then the results were transformational. Just so that people can, in their mind's eye, visualize what it would be like if they take your advice or when they take your advice, not if. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I just, and I'm thinking out loud because I want to be considerate of confidentiality yes. as well. Um, yep. Because nobody likes to have some of their uh, dirty laundry, per se, aired. Yeah. Um, so I, I will be speaking more in terms of generality. But sure. I, I think the best example I would have is a company, and I think this will really resonate with your listeners, is they really wanted to drive revenue. Okay. They really wanted to lift the sales. And most companies I work with, that, you know, that's one of the top three things that they want. And they were smart enough to realize that there's more than one way to skin the cat. Mm-hmm. And they decided that instead of them figuring it out, meaning one or two people, they were going to open it up to the team. What does the team think? And the team was quite cross-functional. So we're going to bring, you know, eight to 10 people in the company together. And we're not going to dictate how it is that they solve this problem. Mm. We're going to actually ask, you know, you folks have been here for a while. Um, You're smart. You're capable. We believe that you can figure out the solution. And so, you know, the decision maker, so to be, had decided that, you know, they were going to step back and they were going to give this, you know, opportunity to the team and see what they can come up with. And so over a period of time, and it takes about six months, as we all know, change Change is a process. We all wish it would just, you know, happen overnight, but it doesn't. It takes time to change our thought patterns and how we approach things and how we innovate and problem solve. And they came up with a solution that was almost counterintuitive. It was almost illogical. And it was about their solution to raising revenue, which really was all about raising productivity is that they were going to create the safest work environment that they could create. Hmm. First, you know, when you first hear that, you go, okay, well, that's not, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to hire new salespeople or I'm going to put out a great new marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. 
but they came at it um, so brilliantly um, because they knew that when people feel safe on the job and that they're protected, that that is what opens up creativity, productivity, problem solving. And they worked through all the different avenues of this. Well, how do we do this? How do we do this in one segment of the company? How do we do it in another segment of the company? They sought out some really great people who could take safety to the next level. And of course, lo and behold, well, what happens? Productivity goes up and then the revenue goes up because people are some people when they come to the to the job are thinking wow am i really am i really physically safe here yeah and this could have also worked in an environment which is is very stressful how do we create the least amount of stress because yeah. once stress is taken off the table guess what people are freed up to have more creative ideas mm. solve problems better and this is kind of what i look at as Really, the root cause of success. Most companies look at symptoms. Yes. You know, we got to get the sales up around here. I hear that so often. We got to get the sales up. That's a symptom. Mm -hmm. The root cause is how are you thinking? Mm. It's not about just, you know, getting the sales up. It's like, what are you thinking about customers? What are you offering of value? How do you give more? Mm -hmm. the type of thinking that's focused around creating breakthrough results in a business. Hmm. Well, that's a that's a very awesome segue into our next segment, and it's a powerful illustration of how you've been able to apply what you do to get businesses to to change the way they think so that they can get results. So, I want to briefly touch on this aspect, which is thinking into results. You're a certified trader from the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Um, Majority of your message is centered around thinking into results, and you have several programs that you implement to help companies and individuals achieve the results they want. So tell us a little bit about this aspect of your, or your business or your calling, which is, you know, thinking accurately and clearly to achieve the desired result you want in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, you know, some background on how I ended up with this is having a career in marketing and strategy was I very quickly learned that those are tactics and, and different things that you can do, but they're not actually per se what it is that creates the most successful companies in the world. Mm-hmm. I came to realize the root cause of any success is how you think. Now, I'm You know, you could ask any business mind, if you had 500 of the most effective business people in a room, and they disagree, trust me, on everything, but Mm -hmm. the one thing unanimously they agree about is you become what you think about. And I really got in and studied this. Now, most of us don't use our thinking for us. We actually use it against us. Mm. And what I mean by that is, well, what if, you know, what if this goes wrong? Or I've got this problem and that problem. And they just get sucked down into all of the outside world. And they're not capable of focusing their thinking on what is it that I want? Yeah. It's so 
critical if you believe that we become what we think about. And taking companies through this journey of always bringing them back to that and really, you know, locking arms with companies to go, we can do this through our thought process. And, you know, we all know in business, most business people, uh, business leaders are very linear. They're what I call left brain thinkers. Yes. Um, but there's this whole other side where you, you've got to bring the other side out of your thinking, the more um, emotive side, using all the mental faculties of creativity and imagination and will and focus. And you know what? We are just not taught how to think. We are taught what to think, and we are not taught how to, to think. And how do I know this? Because I've taught this, and mainly um, – you know, what is taught is this is how you do it. We're not teaching the young business minds of this is how you think into a result that you want to create. Mm. So people literally have no awareness of this. Mm. But when you, when you learn it, when you learn the process of how to think consistent with what it is that you want, that's when you have the keys to the to the kingdom and you can literally create exactly what it is you want but it 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 is a process it takes time and it takes commitment and it's not for everyone this is i know some of your your listeners it will resonate with it's like you know what i want to make a difference Mm -hmm. i want to be an influence and and i am going to get the instruction and the training and really the tools that the bis the 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 greatest business minds of all, all time have known. And that's really what I'm doing is, is kind of sharing that with the world. Love that, love that, love that. So, all right, Linda, as we start to wind down the podcast in this final segment, we're going to transition away from the professional Linda Martin to the personal Linda Martin. Let's talk a little bit more about you personally. So one of the first questions I always start with in this personal segment is, you know, what has been your main struggle as an entrepreneur and how have you overcome that struggle and how has it shaped your business? It's a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) Wow. Well, I would have to say that, and this is also based on um, what I practice now, is there is a concept called a paradigm. And what that is, just so we're all on the same page, is a paradigm is a very fixed way of thinking. And what I would say my biggest struggle is, is coming from the, you know, the corporate girl world, like that's what I did to get into an entrepreneurial world is this paradigm, this fixed way of thinking, even physically, like, you know, used to going to the big office, yes. right now, massive paradigm shift to working in different offices and having a knapsack and, and working in all these different companies Mm. is I think changing my own paradigm and seeing myself migrate from that corporate world into my own business has been my biggest learning Mm. is how do I change my thinking um, of, of how do how do I do that? And going through the process myself um, cause I know a lot of people and, and I loved what I did in companies, but there was something inside of me saying, you can, you can do something on your own. You've got enough experience now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. It's scary. 
you you know you're you, the first couple of days where you're kind of like sitting at home going I have no idea where to even start sure. like my paradigm everything I did before was in another world now I've got to learn to take all those skills and put them into into a new business but it can be done mm-hmm. absolutely it can be done it's just it's going through um, that paradigm shift yourself to to really get into the professional life that you that you want to create. But I would say, you know, people always say, well, there's no off button with Linda. And it kind of makes me laugh. But I, I'm so rooted in being of service to businesses that of course, I have personal interests. But I think because my passion is so high, mm-hmm. I, you know what, if, if somebody's like, well, you got to work all day, Saturday and Sunday, and call me crazy, but I don't even see that as an issue. Um, like that I, I am so I've kind of blended my personal and my professional. Cause I do believe we're one person, right? Yes, yes. When I was younger, I used to divide it, but now I'm just like, I bring it all, all to the table. But mm. personally, I would say my number one passion outside of working with businesses is just purely being outside, being in forests. Mm. Um, I'm downhill skier i love to bike i like to hike i like to walk when i am outside it's like wow i don't have a ceiling and my thinking and my energy level really changes so i am always trying to get outside as often as possible um i i physically feel it in fact last night i was on a boat and we were cruising around toronto and just being outside on the water, I could really feel it. And I could feel what it was doing to my thought processes, like just opening things up, getting new ideas. Mm-hmm. So I always go outside for my, my inspiration and as many outside activities as I can do, all the better. Mm. Okay, so what's, what are some of your favorite outside activity places in the GTA area? Like, do you have like a favorite spot to go to cottage or a favorite beach location? Or do you have a, a particular area where you like to go sailing and just have a good time and, you know, let the creative juices flow? Well, you know, I have to say I am definitely drawn to forests. Okay. And there's a lot of research going into this concept of forest bathing which actually comes out of japan is i i love being with trees Mm. and i love the quietness uh, and the stillness in winter especially after snowfall if you've ever been in a forest after it's snowed it's wow there you know the energy in a forest is perfect because you're really surrounded by these massive trees um, and all the other great things that trees uh, send off. So, and we are blessed in Toronto with phenomenal public parks. Mm-hmm. You know what? I go to them and they're generally empty. Yeah, that's true. Like, pick a park in your area and uh, go out and get in a forest and look up and look around. And I promise you this is you will come out a different person. It's, it's been scientifically proven now that the energy in forests is some of the highest energy that there that there is in the world. Mm. So that's uh, that would be my advice to to listeners. And you know what? It's, it's they're accessible um, and easy to get to. And no matter what area of the city you're in, and we know the city's getting much more congested, but it's just easy. You know, probably most of us are within ten to fifteen minutes 
sure. of a park in our own backyard and just get yourself uh, into that. I, you know, I grew up in a farming community and one thing my dad left me and he's no longer with us was he was always saying, you know, get, get outside, get your hands in dirt. And it just really connects you back um, to nature in a different way. And I really know and believe that nature gives back. And I think for business people, where we've got so many things on our mind, it's a clearing to get focused and go back to what is it that I really want. And I think when you're inside, wow, it just takes that clarity and that focus to a whole new level. Awesome. Awesome. And my final question before I let you go, Linda, is do you have any favorite restaurants, favorite bars, favorite um, um, maybe museums or anything like that you could recommend to somebody who wants to experience Toronto area like a native, kind of like you have when you grew up in this area all your life? Wow. So I, you know what? Uh, all there's so many awesome restaurants in Toronto. It is so so difficult um, for me to pick. But one, you know, I will I will say that it's local. It's in the West End, and it's it's called Eden, and it's right on the water. Okay. And uh, right off of Park Lawn. And I would give them a huge shout out. I think their location is amazing. And who doesn't want to be near the water, whether it's the summer or the winter? Yeah. Well, you've had a crazy week. You just go down there and grab a cup of coffee, have a drink, have a light snack, and you park right on the water. And Mm -hmm. it just is going to connect you directly uh, with nature. So easy to get to. It's right off the uh, the gardener. Um, Always had great service, great, you know, great food. It's not five-star dining, um, but the the food quality for the price point, I think, is is really well done. And you get that connection back to nature. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And with that said, Linda, we've reached the end of the show. I really want to thank you for coming to spend the last half hour sharing your story and your words of wisdom. But before I let you go, tell the listeners where they can find you and reach out to you in case they want to connect with you after listening to this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the best way to connect is is go to just Google Linda Martin Toronto and connect with me directly on LinkedIn. That's my preferred channel of okay. connecting. Um, you can also check me out on lindamartinresults.com. That's my website. Just do a quick uh, flip through. And um, yeah, and if any of it resonates with you or connects, just give me a shout. Uh, love to connect with local uh, business creators. And this is my passion is to, you know, allow business owners, entrepreneurs to take their gift and really get it out into the world through thought processes. And I also can add a lot of value with my experience based in marketing, both on the product service side and on the communication side. Awesome. 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 And I'll be sure to link all that in the show notes once this episode is edited and ready to go live. So with that said, Linda, thanks a lot for coming on the show to share your story and your words of wisdom. I truly appreciate you taking the time. And for you guys out there listening in the GTA area and beyond, be awesome, be great, be a titan. And of course, take care of yourselves and get out there in nature. 
Till next time, guys. Bye. <laughs> That's it, people. Another fantastic episode of the GTA Business Titans podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast today and got some great info out of it, don't be stingy. Share with a friend and leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Also, if you need any help with your online marketing needs, feel free to reach out to me at www.odogwu.com. That's www.odogwu.com. Or you can email me on info, I-N-F-O, at odogwu.com. Or you just hit me up on this uh, GTA Business Titles podcast website and I'll be sure to respond to you. We help local businesses get more leads and sales from the internet using tools like Facebook advertising, Instagram ads, landing pages, website creation, online funnels, and so much more. So if you want to turn clicks into customers, there's only one name to call in the GTA and that's Chiodogu at www.odogwu.com. Till next time, guys. Be a titan, be great, make something great happen in your life today. Bye.